Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So this clip comes from episode number 339 and it is with Head of Physical Performance at Leicester Tigers, Alad Walters, but previously with the Springboks and won the World Cup. So it is the, it was a clip from this episode and specifically around World Cup preparation that we dive into today. But just before we do dive into this episode, I want to say a big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. So if you're looking for a free solution to be able to collect analyze visualize and present data to coaches check out rock daisy at rockdaisy.com he won the very few that i've had on world cup winners i think nick nick gill um don scott from women's football won it a couple of times i think she's won it about four times but um yeah so what, what was the just going into the world cup stuff what was the expectation when you took the job two years out from a World Cup? I think the, the immediate thing was to work in international rugby. That, 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 was, that was the main thing, you know. Those kind of roles don't come up too often. Um, and because I already had a good working relationship with the guys, I, I felt that it would be a, a good, a really good move for myself and my wife anyway. So to, to experience something completely different as well. So the challenge was right then, they, they weren't doing particularly well at the time. Um, there were some changes, there was a team in transition, a lot of players moving on, elder players, younger players coming through. So it was just a great chance. You know, I, I don't know if, I think South Africa was seventh in the world or something in the rankings at the time, but underperforming. You, you knew there, were quality, there was quality there and there was strength there. So yeah, the expectation was to go out and just try and do as well as we could, you know, but I had complete faith in the two coaches that they'd be able to turn things around and, and we'd be we'd be there or thereabouts at least trying to contest, you know, in the latter stages of the of the tournament. How how important was it that you had worked with these two guys before? Yeah, massively important. They 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 really shaped my philosophy. I suppose um they looked and looked at things differently, did things in a different way. Um and yeah, having a working relationship with someone, knowing what they expect of you and what you can expect of them is um it definitely makes life easier, doesn't it? What what did they think how did they think differently to what you'd experienced before? What was it about them? Um they they made me realise, and this might sound ridiculous now, but they made me realise that the game at the end of the week is the main thing. You know, Rassi had the motto of, with the, with the box of, let the main thing be the main thing. And, and it's so true, but it's easily overlooked, isn't it? If, if you're not doing everything in the week, and every week consistently driven towards the performance at the weekend, well, well you're, missing, you're missing the point of it, aren't you? You know, when, when something becomes more important than the game, you're missing the whole purpose of, of what you're doing and how you're supporting the programme. So that was actually one of the things. But what, what I really liked about them as well, they brought the toughness, they brought an expectation of what players should bring, um, what was non-negotiable, and um, yeah, just, just a different way of training. And, and something I'm sure we'll talk about again tonight, but more of an aggressive outlook on how much you can do and how much players can do. You know, I, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Darren Burgess and I remember him saying years ago, we don't know the potential of players, we don't know what they're capable of doing. And I remember him saying a story about going, I think he was with Port Adelaide at the time, 
going out to Dubai on the first day doing something like 10,000 meters of high speed running. And that yeah. stuck with me. And I was like, yeah, without being reckless, we can push. So that's probably the thing that, that really kind of shaped me. And, and I liked that. I liked it was different, you know. When you, when you look back based on that, based on making the main thing, the main thing, is there any examples of your time or certain practices that you did that you thought at that point that I would got overexcited with the week and obviously your little insular bit that wasn't that wasn't adhering to that the main thing being the main thing because yeah. I, I guess that's something that a lot of people can relate to not only just in sport but in everything you've yeah. got this goal but you get you get so engrossed in these little things along the way with losing losing sight of that main thing yeah yeah, def- definitely. I, I I remember vividly. They they had only just arrived, I think, in 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 the summer. It was the first preseason, and going into the early stages of the season, having a massive blow up with the defence coach Jack, you know, and and we became good friends after that because we both fought for our areas, but I fought poorly. Um, and what I mean by that is, I would have celebrated a training session if it had achieved the GPS metrics that were you know, what we expected for that day, if the training session had gone to time and it was a nice session, we'd almost babysat the players through a session and be like, brilliant, no one's injured, we've hit what we expected to hit and everything's on time, brilliant session. Did I actually take any heed of how good and how well prepared we were for the weekend? You know, were the players confident in the preparation? Were the coaches confident in the preparation? No, I was, I was blinded to that because I thought, brilliant, it's done. You know, the acute chronic ratios all look beautiful. No one is at any kind of risk. We are good to go. Um, and, you know, it was then the realisation of being like, oh, shit, no, you know, we, 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 we get thumped at the weekend. The, the, the numbers matter for nothing, you know. And um, so, so I'll take you to the other extreme of things. When we, in the 2019 Rugby Championship, um, we played Australia on one Saturday, the following Saturday. So on the, on, we played Australia in Johannesburg on, on, the, on the Saturday. Then the following Saturday, we were playing New Zealand in Wellington. So with the travel implications and everything, I went across with a group of 14 players early because you have to give yourself the best chance to prepare, to be, even be in a position to beat New Zealand. Some of the players flew out on... Um, it was on Monday. They sorry, they flew on Sunday. They landed on Monday at two o'clock. Seven o'clock that evening, we had a proper training session. There was nothing around. These guys can't do anything. Um, we need to do hours of mobility. We need to get them into bed. We need to get them into the time zone. No, we need to get them ready for the game on Saturday because by doing all the right things, we're not going to be prepared to beat the All Blacks. So that's kind of the extremes that we went through. Was it reckless? Yeah, potentially. I had no idea what was going to happen. I was thinking, shit, are we going to lose four or five guys here? But we didn't, you know, and, and, and that's the realization. Of it doesn't always have to be perfect, but what has to be there is the best preparation for the team to go and win at the weekend. And then you said that you were, you were a little bit nervous, but I've, through your career, has that nervousness around that, and especially with this situation in South Africa, made you more comfortable with being nervous around them kind of situations of pushing players? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, 
the first week here at Leicester, we, we went hard and probably harder than I'd even kind of planned, you know. But what comes with that is you make a massive statement, don't you? And you also adapt accordingly. So if you feel like you have overshot it, well then, there's always tomorrow we can make a plan. If you lose guys, yeah, then it's been reckless and you've done it for your own ego. But going back to what Darren said a long time ago, you know, we, we don't know how far we can push guys. Um, so we need to find that out how far and how frequently can we do it, you know, safely. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So this short clip was taken from a full episode, which is number 339 with Howard Walters, and you can listen to that on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today, and I'll chat to you soon.